Welcome to another special episode of Black and Blue, a humane review. This is number four. I feel like we're really uh, getting into the spirit, getting into the groove mm-hmm. with this podcast. Uh, listenership continues to grow. Merch sales continue to lag behind overall listenership. Well, there's been a lot of uh, Chinese knockoffs. Uh, and so we should have checked about copyright law before we contacted those Chinese corporations. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but, you know, learn from your mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, no, I thought, you know, I guess, you know, we've all heard about the, uh, the, the new record, the marathon record that was set. Yes. Uh, over the weekend. Yeah, and I that. thought, what an amazing metaphor for this podcast. That's what I was thinking when I was watching that triumph of human will. I thought, that reminds me of that podcast we do, <laughs> appropriately enough. Um, yeah, so I am the titular blue. This is the t- titular black. And this, this will is... never get old, by the way. Uh, <laughs> maybe to you, but not to never, us. Never, nothing that we do gets old <laughs> to us. And so we'll eventually be the only listeners. Um, you know, but we're serious about the humanities. I think that much should be clear to you. Time to get a game face at, on. At this, at this point in the podcast, we take these things really seriously. Uh, we always like to open our episodes with a segment we like to call The Muse Speaks. All right, so I have something to confess uh, with this week's poems. It was my turn to get a really great poem, and I flaked on it. I just flaked. So at the last second, I turned to my old friend Google and uh, desperately mm. tried to you know, type in poem plus good. Yeah, that's, and and that's all pathetic. I got, and I got this, and I don't, I don't recognize the name, um, but this is probably one of those stock poetry sites. Yeah, like the poetry is so bad, nobody even cares. We've been finding our poems at like really high quality sites up until now, blowing Here, our budget on it. Really, I've been you know. spending. You know, every time someone's emailing me and they're like, "You owe us five thousand dollars for the rights to that poem," and I've been saying, "Okay," and then I've just I mean, been sending them checks. Yeah. So between that and the dark slide <laughs> thing, I, I'm in deep. I am in deep at this point. Uh, so we, I, I just had to pull this up, and I don't know if it's any good or not. Well, this we'll is find my out. first time reading it. Yeah. It's called "I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud" by someone named William Words Wordsworth. I mean, William. That's Wordsworth. an obvious mm. pseudonym, like a poet's name yeah. just happens to be Wordsworth. Yeah. It's like I, if my last name was Good Words. That's right. Yeah, I think maybe this is a scam or something. But mm. I'm going to keep reading it, even though it's very much unfamiliar to me. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er bales and hills when all at I don't I'm already confused. When all at once I saw a crowd a host of golden daffodils beside the lake beneath the trees fluttering and dancing in the breeze. All right. Continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the milky way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of a bay. Way, way in bay, great rhyme. Go ahead. <laughs> Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not but be gay in such a jocund company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. 
For oft, when on my couch I lie in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward, inward eye, which is the bliss of solitude, and then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. Yeah, again with the daffodils. Um, this guy's got a thing for daffodils. More like William Words of No Worth. Is this like opinion. a computer-generated poem? I think maybe think? it's one of those things where it's like an autofill. Like put in daffodils and it generates... Only an automaton could come up with this kind of lackluster. But I, I feel like I dropped the ball. <laughs> i got to apologize. It's all right. I just I hope that, you know, that William's Wordsworth, whoever that is, might read a little James Franco or Billy Corgan and yeah. kind of get his... Yeah, the lack. Yeah, it's just it's not at all Franco-esque, which is usually the bar I use to measure the strength of a poem. Sure. And I got to be honest, this nonsense about daffodils, I feel I feel ashamed that um, I brought this to us today. It's so pretentious. I mean, for oft, you know, just just say often. Yeah. What is o'er? What's the what's the letter they took out there? Yeah, like like. Yeah, I don't older? know. Older, uh, older, ornier. Um. <laughs> ornier is probably right. Or- <laughs> ornier sounds right. Um, <laughs> well, that, that floats on high. Ornier, fails and hill. That sounds right. I mean, any poem that rhymes they with gay is a, is good a pretty good <laughs> poem. I mean, like, so we don't want to, I don't want to say there's nothing, nothing valuable there's here. Some, there's some highlights. Some highlights, but but I think the moral is spend a little more time with the Franco. Yeah, get yeah. take out the daffodils. If we could cut all the stuff in nature, like what was? Why do we need a poem that's all about clouds and daffodils? Yeah, maybe just focus on the couch. And, yeah, you know, I want to hear more about the couch and what's going on there. Yeah, I have no idea what it looks like. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty pretty fundamental failure. Yeah, I'm trying. I, I'm trying to picture this couch. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't think of it. I, I, an inward eye. I guess. This is he like he's rolling his eyes backwards in his head or something. What is that? It's disgusting. I don't know. It's generally confusing. I mean, Billy Corgan. Okay, that was confusing, but in a majestic sort of way. Like these words we don't make sense sublime. together. Yes. But that just opens my mind a great. Like I'm amazed when he can put together those kinds of lyrical lines. This is just nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just a, you know, an object lesson and why you don't wait to the last minute. That's right. I'm sorry. Everybody, this, poem. this is a lesson, everybody. Do not procrastinate like the <coughs> titular blue. Uh, please stick to the classics. Yeah. Stick, please stick <laughs> to the classics. Um, yeah. All right. So enough of that nonsense. Now it's time for us Let's to just turn. Try to recover. Um, we're trying to recover what is a really lost podcast at this point. Everybody's favorite segment, uh, talking about art slides. Yeah, there's a lot of buzz about this segment. A lot of buzz. Uh, you know, and, and I've been approached recently by some people who don't seem to get it. Like maybe they're just mm-hmm. not understanding art, and they said. Hmm. Most people don't talk about art slides. They talk about art. And I beg to differ. I mean, I it's the 21st differ. century. Get with the program. We're talking about art slides. So I found some quotes by some famous people who prove my point. Art slides enable us to find... 
subscribe slides enable us to find ourselves and lose ourselves at the same time. That's Thomas. That's Thomas Merton. Okay. Uh, the principle of true art slides is not to portray, but to evoke. That's Kaczynski. Art slides evoke the mystery without which the world would not exist. That's Magritte. And finally, great art slides pick up where nature ends. That's Chagall. What is, unex what is inexcusable is that I've seen some of these quotes before, yeah. but they take the word slides out. That's right. Which they is so misleading. As if they're talking about art. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I think we need to go back and realize that everything great that's been said about art was actually being said about art slides, and then some fastidious yep. censor came through and cut it out thinking that they were making it clearer. Sure. Uh, when, in fact, they were actually uh, turning it on its head. That's right. So this week we have a, a really wonderful piece of art from the titular black. Yeah. Uh, Cha-ching! That's us turning on the $12,000 art slide <laughs> projector. Uh, and it's number seven. What, what do we have here? Yeah, and I don't, you know, I, I only mean this as a gentle uh, correction of you. But, um, you know, the first couple times uh, we did this, you know, we would print out the, the art slides. Mm -hmm. And that just in some ways is beside the point, right? Because what we don't want is yeah. a tactile experience. That's true. Right? That's true. I'll take that we, criticism. We want something that is mediated. We want, we want it behind a screen. So yeah. that it's close to us, but we can't really access the it. The visual qualities, for the podcast's sake at least, are really significant. Yeah, I agree. So, w without further ado, uh, I I did not wait until the last minute. Basically, uh, I had a lot of humanities exams to grade. Um, I had, you know, children who were uh, Ill. barely clothed, gravely Ill, Ill, gravely, gravely Ill, Ill. Um, and I said, "Look, guys, um, I have made a promise mm. uh, to my God and to mm. my community mm. that solemn, I the solemn promise that I would find." A perfect art slide, Ooh, and uh, turns out you can't do that, you know, in one day. You really have to neglect all your other all responsibilities your other in life. Person, yeah. So, but it was worth it because, and I, I would like to don't look yet, okay? Um, because I would like to, um, oh shoot, okay. Is this much more effective when I start by really zooming in and then gradually zooming out? Okay, so look now, and Amy, you can look too. Okay. So what we got here is okay, uh, right. you know, a beautiful image of, of the Christ. Sure. Um, and But something magical is about to happen. Okay. As, <laughs> as we begin to <laughs> zoom in. It's a rainbow horse. It is a rainbow horse. <laughs> and it's a rainbow horse. Ooh. Oh, oh. Uh -huh. Ooh. Occupational hazard Ooh. of art slides. Uh, <laughs> no. Over the oh. desert. <laughs> That was an experience. Yeah. Only an art slide could give us that kind of That's experience. That's right. You can't go see this at the museum. I, I believe it's in the Guggenheim. Yes. And um, you can't, what are you going to do? You're going to like do, I mean, you can't. Slowly move You can't slowly, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, you would almost need someone to come up behind you. You know, we do this yes. sometimes at art museums. Yeah, peek up behind you. <laughs> we spend most of our time in art museums sneaking up behind one another doing peekaboo. Putting our hands over each other's eyes from behind. But uh, not everybody has that kind of relationship. 
that's true. So that's why hard slides are so critical, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you can manipulate the image mm. with your fingers. So there is a tactile it's element. It's true. Yeah, um, manipulating the slide mm. with your fingers is a big part of the of the pleasure of the art slide. And I mean, here we have just what a what a beautiful commentary about the the soaring nature of what it means to be human. Yeah, uh, I think you know it says it all. It does, and but there but there are also depths to be plumbed here. Yeah, um, there are the the blue polka dots hmm. on the I horses. I hadn't noticed those. Yeah. On the haunches. Yeah, it's very subtle. Mm -hmm. It's on the haunches, on the old ham hocks. Yep. And, um, you know, what does the... Someone might say, well, that's just random. Sure. You know, like throwing a few flecks of... Um, yeah. but, but I would turn that around and say, that seems like kind of a random comment. Yeah, you're random. You're random. That's, yeah. a, that's the best so that's kind of response to criticism <laughs> is just taking that word and saying it back to them. Yes. Um, so, uh, but, but I mean, you just look at the, the loving way in which um, the Messiah is looking at the horse's head. Um, I mean, they, this is not their first ride. No, no, no. This is, this is, a, this is a, an owner with his beloved pet just really taking it out to, to run, yeah. giving it a run. And I, this is, I know this is a bit of a stretch. Mm. I see this as a kind of allegory mm. about the way that Jesus looks at all horses that, and other domesticated livestock. I don't think that's a stretch at yeah, all. Yeah, Amy, I mean, please weigh in because this is, again, we are not going to exhaust uh, this painting. I, I think this is where uh, Tolkien got his idea for shadow facts. Mm. Definitely a historical image here to to lead to he went to the Guggenheim Absolutely. yes he was strolling around <laughs> he was a regular yeah uh, yep he, he goes into this particular gallery and just lo and behold the inspiration is yeah here. Uh, it's I mean yeah the the, the literary illusions here are, are, are I mean where ample, do you start plentiful right it's a cornucopia of analogies My it favorite. is part is the absolutely photorealistic background taken directly probably yeah. from a stock image Th that's and the yes beautiful <laughs> I, um almost you know fluorescent rainbow colored pencils here because without that yeah. photo you might think where's jesus doing this like what part of the world and then you say it could be oh, anywhere southeastern utah that's right that's right <laughs> that's and uh and yes i am and this is this all goes along with the whole art slide thing it's got to be multimedia for me. It does. If, if, if you just be. have one medium, yeah, get the hell out of get, here. Get out of here. I need multimedias. So it adds to the tactile experience. It does. Um, it is, you know, to think. I mean, I wonder how the artist even came up with that idea of taking a photograph and imposing. I mean, that's just genius, just genius. level. Yeah. William Words. What was it? Words. Not wordsmith. Words, wordsmith. William. William Wordsmith. William wordsmith. Wordsmith should take note. This is what poetry is, you <laughs> scam artist. Uh, yeah, he would. Uh, he'd learn a lot from he'd this. He'd love it. He'd love it. And you know, it reminds me of my time as a brony, mm -hmm. um, uh, as a as a guy who likes to dress up like a Little Pony. Yeah, two years sober. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and that I'm yeah I'm sober now, only exclusively doing brony gigs. <laughs> well, that's that's one path. I've been in Riley. I've been in more Holiday Inn lobbies in a in a little pony costume. It does uh, give a new meaning to off the wagon, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, and I uh, I just look at this and I think it speaks to who I am. You know, I d- identify mm-hmm. with yeah. that horse yeah. so so much that I want to turn it into a costume and wear it around. Uh, I will warn listeners though that you will not find this image by Googling Jesus and Steed, because that was my initial strategy. I think that's a good warning. And the pickings I think the were slim. The I'm going to be honest with you. Were prob- yeah, I think that the listeners were really thinking that, that was, those were the Because it's a, it's a Steed. I mean, if that's not a Steed, there is no Steed. You're right. You're right about that. Um, so I just, and you know, this experience to this communally with you two, uh, again. We're all together. I mean, there's nothing Soaring sadder than being, you know, sort of under the covers of your bed uh, looking at our slides. You know, yeah. it's meant to be communal. Sometimes I sit here by myself with, as we established well, last sure. week, I sit with the art side projector and I look at the art in my brony costume, eating licorice, and just really And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no. It's just that it's very, very sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that's sure. the emotion. That sure. That yeah, it's de- it's depression, but it's, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's it was it's pretty good. Um. So yeah. Uh. Well, I I don't think there's anything left to say. No, you're right. Um, and uh, I just hope viewers are really drinking this in. Yeah, really, really drink it in. I just take a second to look at it. I mean, are you looking? Are you really looking? Are you looking at the art slide? Take a look, because if you're looking at what we're looking at, which you should, because we can wait. Yeah, let's wait a second. We'll give you a minute. You there? You're there yet? Very good. Oh, right? that was great. Very okay, good, that right? was yeah. So we've covered a lot of important humanities topics today so far. We're just scratching the surface, though. Uh, we read a really crappy poem. We looked at a beautiful painting. <laughs> we looked at a beautiful painting, and now we get to expand our horizons. Uh, and today we have a very special guest. With very us. special guest, our very first, first guest. Interview. First interview. So uh, no one, no one will will be able to claim that that title. This is. What do you want to yeah, introduce? Yeah, this is Amy Schumacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome, Amy. It's wonderful for you to join us here. Uh, go ahead and say how great it is to be on the podcast. <laughs> um, it's. It is a rather illustrious experience. Mm, yeah. That's that's certainly it's, one word. It's, one, it's it's towards the top of your resume as you go out into the world. I already have listed it uh, prior to recording. Good. Sure. It's under the awards section. <laughs> we do that with our resumes a lot too. Like I write in things like PhD, because <laughs> I really would like to get one one day. Yeah, I mean, if I had ever if I'd finished eighth grade. That would be an accomplishment in and of itself. You don't need to finish eighth grade. No, you're right. You've already got a side gig as a brony, so you don't you don't need anything else. I, you're right. That's I, the top I of feel your resume. Sometimes I feel bad, like, are we doing a disservice to a podcast dedicated to the humanities? And then I remember, no, we, we, we're not. No, we're, we're clearly doing this better than anyone else possibly could. Um, uh, Amy, yes, please. I, I'm, I'm, we're so happy to, to have you here, and I thought we'd begin our conversation, which is going to be a free-form conversation. It's going to depart from our usual rigid observance of a script. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Usually we stay really close to on script, and you know we have prepared remarks. Right. Uh, very officious. Our previous episodes were like classical music. Yeah, a lot of classical music, and just kind of really being studiously observant of the finer points yeah. of podcasting. Fugue-like, yeah, if you will. Yeah, it's a fugue. This is going to be more like jazz. Yeah, we would let our hair down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to start with, we have a student complaint, and they come to us looking for words of wisdom, but I figured having a student here, maybe we would get some insights that we otherwise might miss. Uh, my roommate annoys me so much, she will randomly start cleaning in the middle of the night. I have 8 AMs, oops, 8 AMs, and I tell her to stop, but she says it's the only time she can clean. Hmm. Hmm. But she doesn't realize I need sleep, and she doesn't have class till 11, and it just makes me so mad. What do you think, Amy? Is that, what, what, what would you do in that situation? Um, hmm, give me a minute to think about that, because... You know, I don't usually clean in the middle of the night. Mm. I usually mm. um, clean on full moons only exclusively. Interesting. So, because the, the chemicals that I use, they only work on full moons. Sure. Like my, my yeah. grandmother and my grandmother before her, um, they, they only clean on full moons because that's the time when you can see everything the best. So, I'm not quite mm. sure what she means by cleaning in the middle of the night. I mean, you certainly don't clean during the day. That's for sure. Okay, so your advice would be that this person should just suck it up because they're in the wrong. They have been, they, they've got the wrong ideas about cleaning. I think that uh, personally, they are not doing the cleaning and the roommate is, so they should be grateful, one, that the mm. roommate is doing yeah, the cleaning. That's a, that's a fair point. Yeah. And two, she's doing her best at the middle of the night. Uh, maybe, we don't, we don't want to judge this person too early. The person cleaning in the middle of the night can be uh, a, a reptile person, somebody that, that only has a to... A reptile person, is that like a brony? Yes. Is that like a person who dresses like a reptile? Uh, yes, okay. absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, they could be a brony, even, cleaning in the middle of the night. I mean... Been there, done that. I know, there you I know go. all about that story. There's, there's several different ways to spin this. So we want to take a, a yeah. neutral approach yeah. and okay. say, there are reasons this person is cleaning in the middle of the night. So I think, in the wise words of... Um, William Wordsmith? William Wordsmith, let it happen. Yeah. Just lie yeah. on the couch. Yeah. Smell a daffodil. Um, I think that's wise advice. What do you think, titular black? Um, yeah, I just think this person is an ingrate. Uh, um, you know, I, I would assume that the roommate would not have to clean in the middle of the night if the other person cleaned at other times. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the roommate probably has a lot of really important things going on during the day and the early Fair. evening. Fair. Uh, FaceTiming with Sli your, your boyfriend mm -hmm. who's with his gaming buddies. Yep. Um, these Dang, things take time. Him. Yeah, they do. These things take time. They do. Going to conventions dressed as cronies. That's a way to spend time, a lot of time. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I think that, um, uh, I, I think I see the other, I can see the other side of this. And uh, wh wh where do you fall, titular blue? Well, I think for the rest of the episode I should go by the name Sunshine Sparkle Dust, because that's my, my stage I name. I thought we, we, we talked about this right before <laughs> we started recording. You, you always are trying to cut well, me no, off. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just trying saying, to let, I'm trying to get my hooves and i so you got to compartmentalize. You have to compartmentalize. I'm trying to be 
who I want to be. This is who I am. I don't okay. need you okay. telling this, me what I'm going to do, like Dad. a better... Uh, sorry, we just had some technical difficulties. We picked up some interference. Uh, that was an, another transmission. Uh, you were saying? Yeah, Sunshine Sparkle Dust was saying previously uh, that, <laughs> that actually... I, I have to agree. I, I don't see where this person is, is coming from. Uh, you know, like, just get a hobby or something. Don't don't just sit there moping about it. If you're going to have to be up all night because the other person is cleaning. I mean, has it even occurred to this person? Maybe they just need to sleep during the day. Dracula does it. Right. I mean, it's not unheard of. If vampires right? can do it, you can do it. Um, and so, you know, you've got 8 a.m.s. Okay, come back. Sleep from approximately ten in the morning yeah. to five in the afternoon. Blow off all your other classes. Build and then I, I don't really see the problem here. Climb into the coffin. Climb into the coffin. Close it up. Um, close it up. Make sure the ventilation shaft is open. Bring your yeah. chickens with you. That's right. Bring yeah. bring your, bring your accessories and your livestock. Dressed meat. Um, bring your art slides. <laughs> bring this specific. Art yes. Slide. Bring. <clears throat> Remind you of the daytime. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. So I, I just see so many things this person could be doing differently to accommodate the roommate. Right, yeah. I think you're right. This um, person is so selfish. And this is, I mean, this has kind of been the theme with these complaints. I mean, these complaints that we've looked at reveal a lot more about the complainer. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like being a complainer is maybe the biggest offense of them all. Yeah, I just th I always feel for these these roommates. But I don't want to disincentivize sending in your complaints to our no, Twitter send feed. No, we will give them. I mean, we will we will read them. We will meditate on them. Vet them. We will vet them. We will um, maybe write some poetry inspired by them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we're open-minded people. I, I'm not it, opposed to it that. It just so happens. All the ones we received so far are completely illegitimate. Yeah, sorry everybody, that's just the way it is. But but that, I don't want to discourage you. Please send us your complaints. Yeah, I mean this is uh, you know we want to help. I mean so that's why we're here. It's humane review at humane review capital H capital R. Send along this stuff. I mean we we're need, humane. We need I mean that's the, yeah. We need content. It's a shameless plug that we need more. Yes, content. we do need a lot more content. So today we have a guest here and. Um, you know, Amy, I thought we would just start by asking you, what is it that you do here? I, um, I am, my official title is called the MacLab Goblin. I, mm. mm -hmm. I scurry around the MacLab picking up pieces of paper off the floor and helping people with their projects. And what is a MacLab? What is that? Uh, it is a room where they keep all of the Macintosh computer softwares. Ah. And I actually live Bill in Gates. the filing cabinet. At the at the back of the room, uh, okay. per Bill Gates' instructions. Okay. So you do have a function because I just kind of assumed she didn't really have you know yeah. much of a role, but you do do some. You do things. actually do things here. I pick up paper off the floor and sometimes I do photography shoots. Okay. But that's so you debase yourself um, for the sake of the community. Absolutely. Very admirable. Mm. I, it's what I've been doing since I was in elementary school. Uh, my brother put me in that position early, told me that I needed to 
do what he told me to, and I've been good scared advice. of him that's ever good since. Advice. That's really yeah. sound advice. Yeah, basically, when somebody tells you to do something, you do it. You do I mean, it. That's Absolutely. kind of how I've lived my life. That's the motto of this show. Always if follow we tell you to what do everyone else tells you to do. Yes, yeah. that's right. You're going to be tempted to reflect. Yeah. Resist. So, so you, I mean, I, I'm just trying to follow along. You do basically what a vacuum cleaner does, is, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. Oh, so you're a human Absolutely. vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I mean, it sounds like she justifies her existence pretty well. I mean, I would say, I was, yeah. I was skeptical going in. Yeah. My, yeah. Uh, my official title is uh, Defense Against the Darkroom Art Student. Darkroom Art Students. Okay. 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 That's, yeah, because if you don't have a title, um, you probably don't really have a function. No, I, mm. I try hard to have a function, but yeah. sometimes it just doesn't work out because there's not enough paper on the floor to pick up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what do you do when, when you, you don't have to do that? I just have a breakdown. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you just start sobbing. Absolutely. Because your purpose is no longer. <laughs> you put on, I know what you do. You put on a brony costume. You have I draw a, the line You have there. a big gallon of ice cream. <laughs> You go look at art slides and uh-huh. you cry. You have a good cry because you're just wondering, well, what is my function in this world? I'm not putting any pressure on you. This is just kind of an open door thing. <clears throat> we do meet, you know, about 1.50 in the afternoon on Tuesdays before uh, before the actual recording. And we just have a good cry. Yeah, we, we do. We do. And it's very loud. You might, you might want to bring earplugs. It's nasally. It, there's a lot of the crying is mostly from the nose. It sounds like the the beginning of that Billy Corgan line where it goes wee. Do you mean the great poet? Yes, the great poet Billy Corgan. Oh, okay. He's also um, a musician. He also he grows vines. Oh, I forgot. He has a a, a vine a, a vineyard. He has a vineyard. And uh, and he also did music, I guess, which I wasn't. Super Apparently aware of he's that, been in he's in this band kind of and they, sign, they yeah. grow yeah they a grow like gig. melons and things. Yeah. The band does yeah they do gig. they they make uh, shiraz uh-huh. and, um, oh. and 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 melons and gourds oh melons yeah. that's nice yeah. and they and they smash them they throw them on the ground violently mm-hmm. yes uh, we do a little bit of that too we do. during the cry sessions yeah we we do a lot <laughs> of smashing things as we cry because it's a rageful sadness I mean just the feeling when when you release that gourd. From your hand, and you just watch it splatter. Yeah, um, I really feel—I I actually feel pretty empty when I do that, but I still enjoy doing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really even enjoy it. It's just something we do. <laughs> just kind of a it's become kind of habit. a thing we do. Uh, so when you told your dad your your brony name, was he <laughs> super critical about it, or was he more like receptive? I don't know. I don't consider myself a brony. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of other children's She's shows. She's a Shoney. Yes. A Shoney. A Shoney, yes. Um, okay. <laughs> the breakfast buffet. I'm actually a fan of Thomas the Tank Engine. I didn't want to so tell you're a tanky. anyone. I'm a tanky, absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good. That's good. Yeah, because, I mean, again, uh, this is something we, we say often. We'll reiterate it again. It's really important to become obsessed with something in pop culture mm-hmm. and, and to fixate on it on to the detriment of all of your relationships mm-hmm. and your professional life. Yeah, I mean, sometimes your daughter will come up to you and say, can I join you at least? Can we like watch this together? And you're like, this is just for daddy. That kind of ruins it for me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just for daddy. And Hard then, truths, but. And, and then I call uh, the titular black and I, and I say, so uh, anyway, man, uh, 
what do you think about this name? And then he has, he's like silent. And then he gives me this. You will not talk about it on the podcast. You will not bring it up on the podcast. I forbid it. Yeah, like, yeah. That, like, that's, did that, that ever happen to you, exactly Amy? what I said. Um, I do obsess over art slides quite immensely. Oh, good. Yeah. Wow. Good. Yeah, all the all the great favorite art slides, the ones on the glass, the ones with printed on acrylic plastic. Uh-huh. I do obsess over those, and I think about them both day and night, and they keep me up. And that's one reason why I can only clean on a full moon. Do you have a favorite art slide? Um, I do not. I love them all evenly. Oh, equally. Equally. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, well, you know, w- one thing you should know about <clears throat> Amy is that Amy has uh, gone on the Humanities Tour USA with oh, us, right. and we had a great trip. Um, but I just want to uh, clear something up. W- when we went um, in 2018, we were still kind of in that rut of going to art museums. So we went to the Metropolitan Museum Yarn. of Art. And, yeah. mm. and I just want to be very clear, in all future iterations of the tour, starting in 2020, because there's going to be a 2020 tour, uh, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to head to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. We're going to sit on those, those grand stairs outside. Mm. Get a hot dog. Uh, get a hot dog, and we are going to fire up our phones and just rip through some art slides as fast as possible as fast as possible and that yeah you get the prize whoever gets through a hundred art slides most quickly uh, gets a free hot dog it's like your eye caverns are eating art hot dogs <laughs> it is it's much like a hot dog eating it's like the the, the Coney Island contest but it's a, art a foot-long art slide being shoved down the gullet of your eye I just wanted to point that out just in case somebody was kind of on the fence about going Please on the tour. And they thought, oh my God, I got to go in this museum and like look at uh, blotches of paint. No. And you you say, do not have to do that. <laughs> and you say, it, what am I paying for if it's just going to be art slides that are on canvas? And I say, how else am I going to pay for this giant projector? $12,000 projector are, that we bought. Yeah, we're really in the hole. Um, <laughs> Uh, incidentally, it, it, it now costs $10,000 to go on the Humanities Tour USA. It's $10,000 each. But you know, you get to listen to a podcast in which we look at projected art slides. It's a win-win. You we all also, win in this situation. You also get to drive through the lovely state of Connecticut and see billboards for Frank Pepe's Pizza, which mm. is quite I almost the forgotten trend. about Frank Pepe. It's my, he's my favorite so, art slide. I know so I didn't good. say I said I didn't have a favorite. Frank Pepe is my favorite. I art think slide. that counts as an art slide. Well, certainly, I, I mean, clearly, Connecticut has the nicest bathrooms <laughs> in the union. I mean, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Because I, I mean, I don't want to get into kind of uh, uncomfortable territory here. But sometimes when I'm upon my throne, I there's nothing more I love than sitting there and just swiping. Uh, well, I was going to use a certain term, but yes, uh, swiping through uh-huh. art slides as quick as possible. And so the state of Connecticut is where I most enjoy doing that. I just remember going into a public restroom, <laughs> noting that perhaps the tidiness was, shall we say, lacking. Uh, Look, we I all... remember that there was a certain titular black behind me. <laughs> And upon my exit, I was confronted with two choices. One, quietly walk away <laughs> to allow this, you know, the, the dance to unfold as it will. Or give a warning to my, to my friend, oh, 
don't go in there. That is not pleasant. And I chose the road less traveled by. I didn't say anything. And and you uh, sprinted back to the van, avoiding (laughs) eye contact with me. And I thought, now there's a guy who is just, he's like the Duracell bunny. And you say, hey, hey, what's wrong? Why are you running? And I just turned around and I said, another, there was another decision moment. Like, I could very easily say, watch out, or don't sure. keep going. And I just turned around and I said, nothing, man. And that was it. Yeah. Uh, I just thought, wow, you know, I mean, what a realization of the ideal of a sound mind and a sound body. I think at this point you're probably studying, I mean, this is, this is going over the humanities idea of chivalry. Mm. The, the medieval ideas of chivalry are encapsulated beautifully in my behavior. Uh, chivalry does, that, that word does come very close to what I discovered <laughs> in the bathroom uh, yeah. a, a, after you exited. But uh, the, 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 here, look, the point is just get out your phones wherever you are, whatever you're doing, in whatever moment. state rest driving, area you're in. Driving, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And, and, and just, you know, go through those hard slides. You know, life is too short not to multitask. Yeah, or just single task, really. I mean, just focus on that phone for a while. Yeah. I don't care If you focus on the phone, on. the rest of your body just kind of, you know, uh, fig- figures out what Follow to do. Suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amy, is this what you expected? Uh, you, did you expect that this interview would go as well as it's gone so far? Absolutely. I'm a little afraid uh, some of this may be over her head. Yeah, I think maybe we're... Are we using too much jargon? Is it hard to follow along with this? I don't know what jargon means. Oh, good. Uh, Yeah, what's jargon mean? I'm not 100% sure. I didn't didn't go to graduate school. (laughs) I didn't go past eighth grade. We established that. Okay, all right. Um, (coughs) Well, I mean, yeah, that's... uh, Yeah, jargon, that's a word for old uh, wordsmith. Yeah, if old Willie... Word bottom could <laughs> put his put his skills to good. Why don't you slip that into one of your poems about flowers and whatnot? Yeah, I. Uh, <clears throat> it's going to take me all day to get over that. God gave us a bad taste in our mouth. Um, so you know, I want to learn a little bit about being a student at Milligan because I don't know much about that. Like, what's that about? Yeah, he he genuinely wants to know what it's like to go to college. Go ahead. Yeah, like, what's what's the getting in and out of the dorm to you know get food out of people's dorm rooms like. What's that about? Um, I pay lots of money to uh-huh. live in a house that I did not build nor own. Mm-hmm. And all of us sort of has dedicated imagery to one particular mascot. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. you also are forced to attend something they call lecture, mm. where they hold you captive and force you to retain information. Like art slides? Art slides, well, no, art good. slides are enjoyable. This is not good. enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. Art slides come afterwards. That's what everyone does in the library afterwards. They all sit right. around and look at art slides. That's what gets you through it. It's like, as soon as this is over. That is the only thing that keeps yeah. me going, yeah. is looking, looking at art slides. So, if I'm going to sometimes you sit in a room and you watch someone do this lecture thing, and then other times you're a human vacuum cleaner. Is that <laughs> basically summarizing your, your existence? Uh, yes, that is. Okay. Um, I also have exist, uh, oh, existential stories from living in the prepaid housing. 
Oh, you have an existential story for yes, us? I yeah, well, I mean, this story. is what we're here for. Uh, we're here to, you know, provide wisdom and guidance. So please, yeah. I, I very much need your guidance. This is a pressing story, and I, I need to tell it to someone. I need someone to turn to. Mm. Someone so, humane. Yes, someone humane. Somebody knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Somebody someone with an eighth grade somebody education. Somebody with an eighth grade <laughs> education. Who, who wears a, a, a little pony costume. Absolutely. I, I know. Yeah, you've um, come to the right place. <laughs> I had this roommate, or a suite mate, excuse me, um, and it was just the the two of us because neither of us had roommates. So we were, hmm. it was we were all just the two of us, and I was unhappy. That sounds very familiar. I was unhappy with my my living situation, so I decided uh, after one night I was kept awake by loud music, I was going to play music of my own. Mm-hmm. So I had bunk beds. This is incredibly petty. I. <laughs> I had bunk beds and a rather loud speaker, and I put it up next to the air duct that we both shared and played a special playlist for her about once a week. And sometimes I would just put it on and leave. Mm-hmm. And um, I this is at what time of the night or day? Only during the day, during uh, the the demanding hours of which you can speak. There are hours you cannot speak or make noises. I do not I interact during those hours. Okay. Um, so that is my humane take on it. But mm. I personally have five genres of music I would interplay. Mm-hmm. One of them is jazz music, uh, mm-hmm. including anyone who had Anta's band after his name. Bebop, Bebop. Absolutely. Bebop. One of them was protest music from okay. the 60s. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, all of your favorite Woodstock songs. Sure. One of them, oh goodness, oh, classic country, mm-hmm. all of the Johnny Cash, Patsy Cline, Hank Williams. Uh, the Carter family. Uh-huh. It's a good one to torture people with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, my favorite two, uh, hair metal and German opera. And I would put them on a playlist, and I would shuffle them mm-hmm. uh, in, in regular intervals to, to the point where it was unpredictable what song would come next. So what I ask of you, the humane reviewers, what five songs or genres or artists would you put in a playlist to play on shuffle for an hour every day that could drive somebody physically insane. Hmm. Um, where to begin? Uh, what would you put on that playlist? I mean, you know, I, I think um, if I had to, p- are we picking songs that we we like and they don't like, or that nobody likes? Oh, I like all of the songs that I play, oh, yeah, including right. the German opera. Okay. It's just together they don't work very well. And so I ask of you, what songs would you play that you like? that would drive someone crazy if played in a consecutive sequence. I think uh, <coughs> Kites Are Fun uh, would be on that list. However, I'm, I'm just worried it's too enjoyable. Yeah, I worry that it's too universal and that everybody would think that there's nothing ironic about this. It's just purely enjoyable. Yeah. And that's, that's they're right. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, that wouldn't work. We'd all end up being happy, and that, that's not what we're going for here. We're going for petty revenge, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So yes, and I don't think uh, our, our friend Billy Cordigan would be a good mm. option because he's too busy with those, those gourds. Yeah. Yeah, and again, his music is just too beautiful and stirring, Haunting. I think. Haunting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'd put, uh, you know, the collected works of Mozart. Yes, Mozart. I, I'm, I'm familiar with that, but he has like, uh, like he's got unbearable. that twang, right? Yeah. So he twang, yeah, he's, he's got that yeah, old he's school. kind of uh, yeah outlaw country. Yeah. 70s Straight from stuff. Mississippi. 
Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, Beethoven. Um, um, he also. Oh yeah. He, uh, uh, you know. Beethoven is my favorite bluegrass, bluegrass singer. Why would you uh, name Beethoven? Like, why would you name your your stage persona after a movie about a dog? Yeah. Right. Like why? Um, or like, you know, maybe maybe you're just like cooking some beets in an oven. We've established your love of beets. <laughs> your steady diet of beets has been that's canon at this point. And so you're you're nine months pregnant. You're cooking those beets. Yep. You're like, man, I got to come up with a name for this baby. And you just look beet and say oven, say what you see. Beet oven. Yep. Beat up. That's a, that's a terrible way to name a kid. Oh, and yeah. that and that's I probably why his music is so bad. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't eat all those beets when you're pregnant. We should say that. Like that's a Surgeon General warning. Mm-hmm. Too many beets. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all super annoying stuff. Um, you know, uh, yeah. What else? What else would just uh, terrorize people? You know, I think anything that that sounds um, like melodious. Yeah. Is unpleasant to the to the ear. I mean, I, we're we're more fans of things that are less fun to listen to. Right. Uh, so, you know, Here Comes the Sun yeah. by the Beatles. I mean, if you really want to get somebody, like, drill a hole in their brains, I think that'd be a great way to do it. I also think that would be a, a good song to solve the roommate solution of earlier. Yeah. Uh, where mm. they only clean at night. Perhaps you could play that while they're sleeping and change their sleep patterns so they only clean and that's a that's a great way I think for roommates to communicate to each other. So Subliminal like, ways. Sub- yeah, or, or, or even like your roommate asks you a question, and you don't actually say anything in response. You yeah. just pull up a song. Yes, and just start playing. Really Play loud music it and then and leave the room. To everything they yes, say. Yes, yes. I I think a lot of these so-called problems would, would solve, solve themselves. With that kind of aggressive yeah. attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I'm getting a picture now of what life is like now. Keep this in mind. I only know uh, college life through movies from the 1980s, but it seems like you all uh, just kind of hang out doing pranks, and then that mean old dean comes around, and yeah. he's stodgy, and he's got elbow patches, and he says, "Get to the books, or you're gonna be expelled." And you say, "Hey, get out of here, <laughs> you old, you old buzzkill." And uh, then a series of hijinks ensues. A horse is left in the dean's office. A horse is left. And it dies there. The dean with his glasses askew. Whoa! (laughs) He just screams. And then freeze frame of you and all your buddies, a triumphant, we did it, we're still on campus. Is that basically what happens? Um, Yes, except for the part where uh, that particular dean's house is blown up with popcorn and a giant laser. Oh, that sounds like a good. That's, that's a good. I want to see that movie. That y- it, really it's called that. Real Genius. <laughs> I wish I'd had a better perspective than living in a dumpster behind dorms of an adjacent state's public college. I, I wish I had had more of a mm-hmm. inside view uh, of how these things went down. Well, uh, this has been, I know personally for me, uh, a very illuminating, uh, you know, episode. I think we've learned a lot about what college is really like as opposed to what they have in the brochure. Yep, we climbed onto the steed of knowledge and soared above the plateaus of Southeast Utah. And only Billy Wordsmith brought us, drag, dragged Dra- us back down to Tried to drag us back to down to the daffodils, yep. But it didn't quite work. 
Yep. Because we're lying on the couch. We're currently hanging on the couch. Rhyming gay two, with they. Two bros hanging on the mm-hmm. couch. Gay, <laughs> rhyming gay with they. <laughs> <laughs> and just having, having a good time. Being good friends on a couch. There is nothing wrong with that. Burying deep their um, resentment of one another. Yes. So uh, you'll just have to, I know you want more, you want hours and hours more, but uh, you'll have to wait until next week. Next week is the, uh, well, you know, Maybe. this is going to come out of order, I think. Yeah. But who cares? Eventually we're going to do a special Halloween. Halloween episode. episode. A spooky Halloween episode that will scare the living daylights out of you. So haunting. Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited. So we'll see you next time, everybody. Thank you, Amy. Yes, thank you, Amy, for coming. You were a wonderful first guest. And um, yeah, we know a lot more. I feel like I feel like you do deserve to be here, you know, after after that. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of what this this segment's about. Yeah. Well, you know, jury's still out. But anyway, (laughs) really good to have her here. Um, And uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. See you next time. Bye. This recording is a production of the Milligan College Faculty Resource Room. Thank you for listening.